0: My friends, I come to you troubled this morning. I'm troubled because there seems to be a leadership deficit in our nation. I'm concerned that we just don't have effective leaders at any level in our country. If God is going to continue blessing our nation First of all, we must repent. But second of all, we must have quality leaders to guide us along our way. And I want to make sure you understand I am not casting partisan dispersions. Uh, I, I'm talking about quality leadership who are willing to set aside personal thoughts, and feelings in order to guide our country. I'm not referring to any news cycle. I'm not referring to any one issue. I'm not referring to any one person. I am saying to you that across the spectrum, quality leadership is lacking, and that concerns me. Today's scripture perhaps gives us a better picture of what I'm talking about. Leadership is never mentioned in this passage specifically, but it's all about leadership. Jesus has just revealed what is coming. He has shared confessionally and deeply with the twelve that in the coming days in Jerusalem, the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests will be delivered to the Gentiles who will make fun of him and whip him and crucify him until three days later when he is raised to life. Jesus has just unburdened his soul. And in the very next sentence, Mary, the mother of James and John, comes to see him. She does not have empathy for him, though she probably had heard what he had told the Twelve. She totally ignored Jesus' plight. No compassion, no care. She just brings one concern for her boys. She is what modern-day parents would be referred to as a helicopter parent, someone who is hovering around her children for their opportunities that come before them. It was kind of like she's saying here, hey, Jesus, since you're going to be moving on, perhaps James and John could inherit the family business. She was an opportunist, opportunistic parent. She sees her sons as leaders, and she asks for what she wants. And so here we have Jesus modeling servant leadership. Laurie Beth Jones says this, Jesus' mission helped him decide how to act, what to do, even what to say. And this clarity gave him power in every situation. Robert Greenleaf coined the term servant leadership. And Greenleaf, in his definition, says that servant leadership is about serving first, and the organization and the work of the organization second. Jesus was a servant leader. Jimmy Carter is a servant leader. Lincoln, Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King Jr., all modeled servant leadership. There are companies that practice servant leadership, Starbucks, FedEx, North Carolina's own SAS all have servant leadership written into their mission statements. It is those marks of a leader that say, my people come first. And the first mark is that of listening with sensitivity. And in this passage, Jesus listens deeply to Mary and to James and John, and a bit later, even to the 12, he listens with sensitivity and focuses on what is being asked and what is being said. He focuses on the broader scope. He knows his mission, and he is clear of his mission, and he knows that these two men and their mama will not derail the mission of God. And so he knows that These two people will not come before the larger people, the people of the world, in which they are trying to seize an opportunity. Jesus also recognizes his own limitation here, and he is quick to say, Mary, I I want your boys to have every opportunity, but this promotion that you're asking for, that's not mine to give. That's only to the Father. God will decide who gets the honor here, not me. And so he again refuses to put this mother or her sons before the rest of the people. Jesus also knew how to diffuse anger and be a less anxious leader when the 12 begin to argue among themselves because of what they've heard from this mother. Jesus calls them together and says, hold on a minute, hold on, let's look at this objectively. And he takes the anxiety out of the conversation and then gives them a model of servant leadership from which they are to lead. He praises them in public, he corrects them in private, he refuses to make a show of any of that. He treats his people as people, as cared for people, not objects. He shows them and models for us philia love that turns towards agape. A real servant, Jesus says, is someone who serves. And if you want to read further, Uh, I would refer to you Ron Heifetz and his work on adaptive leadership and Simon Sinek in his most recent book, Leaders Eat Last, which is a fascinating look at this topic of servant leadership. The leader has a sacred heart and holy imagination, and Jesus models that for us here as well. God continues to bless our nation in spite of our shortcomings. Is everything perfect in America today? Absolutely not. And this pandemic has has brought all of those to a head probably 50 times more emotionally than we would normally deal with such. But we are not. We are not being led well by servant leaders anyway. And until servant leaders rise up and take on the mantle that Jesus has modeled for us, we're going to continue to struggle. But imagine what blessings await us. Imagine what peace is in front of us if we couldn't lead like Jesus, and I, and I'm not saying go be Jesus, I'm saying be like Jesus, as the leader in your home, be like Jesus, as the leader in your workplace, be like Jesus, as a leader in our community, be like Jesus, as a. Business owner, be like Jesus. As a politician, be like Jesus. That, that is not an impossible task. And until that happens, we are going to continue to struggle. What is it going to take for us to have peace in our land? What is it going to take for all of us to have equal opportunity to the benefits of this nation. What is it going to take for God to continue blessing our nation? It's going to take all of us practicing servant leadership, listening to one another, caring for one another, sacrificing for the good of all, leading like Jesus Means that we serve with no thought of being served. It means that we lead with no thought of being led. It means that we love with no thought of being loved. And it means that we give with no thought of receiving. Perhaps it says, mysterious, is praying to God and asking to make us servant leaders. Perhaps it's as complicated as adapting all of the principles of servant leadership across the internet, or maybe it's as simple as eating last at the next potluck. God in heaven, I thank you for those people in my life who have sacrificed so that I might gain. And I thank you for those times when you've called upon me to sacrifice for the good of others. And I ask your forgiveness in times when my selfish ego has gotten in the way of that. But I thank you, God, for those opportunities that you continue to put in my pathway, that I might indeed live and lead as Jesus did, as Jesus does. Help us to hear over the partisan call. Help us to hear over personal gain. Help us to hear over our own selfish egos that we might truly be servant leaders and that you would continue to bless our nation. Thank you, God, for all that you do for us. Through Jesus the Christ, I pray. Amen.